Matthew chapter number 15, verse starting in verse number 21. says, Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word, and, the, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. She said, Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Now as we look at this text tonight, I want us to take notice in Matthew, Mark chapter 7. Verse 24, where we see a uh, parallel story covering the same account in the Gospel of Mark. In that verse, Brother Mark writes that Jesus arose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into a house and would have no man know it, but he could not be hid. So Mark is telling us that Jesus sought at this time literally to be hid, to have no man know it, but he could not be hid. Why was that? Well, it tells us now in verse number 25 of Mark 7, it tells us he could not be hid because a certain woman, <laughs> there was a certain woman that heard of him and came and fell at his feet. <laughs> so this certain woman was so diligent in her seeking of the Lord because she was determined to see the Lord work in her situation and she would not quit seeking until she found her Savior and until he answered her request. And the Bible talks to us in Psalms, and we'll read this here in just a, just a minute, but it tells us in Psalms chapter 63 and verse 1 and 2, it tells us that David sought and longed for the Lord to demonstrate his power and his glory in the sanctuary. This is Psalms chapter 63 and verse number 1 and 2. Listen to it. It says, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory so as I have seen in thy sanctuary. That's what David was desiring to see. That's what he was seeking after. You look at Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 2. And the Bible tells us that Habakkuk sought for the Lord to revive the work in the midst of the years. That's what he was seeking for. You look also at Psalms chapter 90 and verse 13 through uh, verse number 17. And I'll probably read this one as well. Let's go ahead and look at that. Psalms 90, verse, six, uh, verse 13 through verse 17. It says, return o, uh, return, o Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. 
O oh, satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us, and the years wherein we have seen evil. Let thy work appear unto thy servants, and thy glory unto their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. And establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. So we notice now in this text here in, in Psalms 90, verse 13 through 17, that Moses, who was the writer of this psalm, Moses sought for the Lord to return and to let his work or his working appear unto the servants and for his glory to appear unto their children. And that the beauty of the Lord would be upon them. Boy, what a wonderful request that was. That's what he was seeking. And then in Hosea chapter uh, number 10 and verse number 12, a text that we have looked at a couple times over the past few weeks. Hosea said that it was time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon us. You know, as I consider our text, as well as each of these verses, it causes me to stop in my tracks and ask myself, what am I truly seeking in life and what am I seeking from him? I want you to think about that, Christian. Are you, are you seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Or are you sidetracked, seeking after various other worldly cares and affairs and stuff? In fact, maybe you are so busy seeking after other things in your life that you have little to no time to truly seek the Lord and his working in your life. In our text, this woman had one consuming desire, and that was to seek God and then to see him work mightily in her life and on her behalf. Amen. Yeah. Let me ask you, what, what do you want to see God do in your life? This woman wanted to see God. She was passionate about it. She wanted to see God do something in her life. It was her all-consuming passion. And because of this, she was enabled to see God do something mighty in her life. What are you passionate about today? Is it your job? Is it your stuff? Is it your money? Is it your rest and relaxation? Is it your sports, your hobby, some other thing? Maybe you need to fill in the blank because you know better than I do and the Holy Spirit does as well. He's probably telling you right now in your heart. What is it that you are passionate about? Maybe some other thing that I did not mention. Can you honestly say that seeking the Lord is your passion? Listen, folks, a people with no passion to seek first the Lord and his kingdom and his working in their lives is a pathetic and powerless people who are unlikely to see much of any working of God in their lives. Man. This woman here was so passionate in her reaching out to the Lord that, listen, think about this now, God could not hide from her. Man. The Lord Jesus could not hide from her. She was so passionate about seeking the Savior and calling out on His name 
and desiring for him to work mightily in her life that God could not hide from her, Christian. May it be said of us that we are so passionate in our prayer life in seeking for God to do something great that God cannot hide from us. Amen. That's good. She was so passionate in her desire for him to intervene in her life that although it seemed that she would not get her request answered, you read this, it surely seemed like she wasn't going to get it answered, didn't it? And although it seemed that way, she would not let go in her seeking of him, would she? And so because of her passionate persistence in seeking him, she gained that crumb from the master's table. <laughs> that crumb that she was seeking, just a crumb from the master's table. Amen. And he answered her request. And I don't know about you, but I think I can identify with her. Listen, folks, I'm just a lowly dog hey. that does not deserve anything from right. God Almighty. Amen. But I know he's a good master. Right. And I know that even the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Amen. Amen. And so I will patiently seek unto him. And I'll sit at his feet awaiting for that precious crumb to fall from God's table. Amen. Amen. You say, preacher, I don't even understand the concept he's trying to convey here. Does anybody have a dog? Okay, we have a little dog. When we eat, you know what happens if he's out of his kennel? He just comes over there and he sits right down and looks up at you like this the whole time. Boy, that dog has great faith because if we're eating anything tasty, I'm not dropping any of the dogs. <laughs> but that's the attitude, the longingness, yeah, the expectingness. Man. Good. Even the crumbs from the master's table, that dog will willingly just wait, hoping. And listen, that's the attitude God wants to see in us as we, we look expectantly. In faith, longingly for God to let those crumbs fall from his table. That we might see God reach down yes, and do something wonderful, something great, something mighty in our lives yet again. Yes, amen. Oh, may God do it, Christian. May God grant that a bunch of lowly dogs would get some crumbs from the master's table. Amen. As we examine this text here tonight, I want us to notice how this, this woman... This nobody, this, this woman Jesus described as just a lowly dog. How she gained her crumb from the master's table. And may we also be looking for a crumb from his table as well as we notice what took place here in her life. The first thing I notice, and I notice six things here if you're taking notes. I notice first of all that she had a great problem. Look with me if you would at verse number 22 and we'll read that. says here, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Sounds pretty awful, doesn't it? It seemed, I'm sure to her, it seemed that there was no hope of being her daughter being released from this demon, from this devil, unless God Almighty stepped in and did something. 
Her situation, think of this now, her situation seemed impossible. And you know what, folks? Truly, as I examine our country and our churches and our Christians, I think I can honestly say that we here in America are in a similar situation. I think, folks, as I talked about this morning, our situation looks dire. It looks like we're on the brink of destruction, on the brink of doom, and God doesn't step down and do something. Amen. Our situation looks pretty impossible. It looks as though there is no remedy. Our problems seem so great, it seems like it cannot be fixed. But let me tell you, friend, I'm glad that there's a Lord and a Master up in heaven, yes, amen, amen, who says that nothing is impossible with Him. And I know that it would be nothing for him to allow just a few crumbs to fall from the master's table. Amen. For even such a lowly dog as me. Oh, how I seek just a little crumb, just a little crumb from the master's table. May the merciful master grant it, for it is nothing for him. It's nothing right. for him. Amen. Now, I was thinking about that. I, I, I was considering what Jonathan said when he went up against the garrison. I think it was the Philistines. It was some sort of enemy yeah, of Israel. In, uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 4, I, wanna, I want you to see this here. First Samuel chapter 4 and verse number 6. spot. It must be 2 Samuel. But anyways, it was, it was a text in which, um, if you read it, where uh, Jonathan had gone up against, he took his armor bearer. Is it verse 14 of chapter 4? No, uh, chapter four, 14, I think. Chapter 14 of, in verse number 6? Yes. Okay. So chapter 14, verse 6 is the text. I was, Thank you, Brother Darrell. Um, and Jonathan said to the young man that bear his armor, come and let us... Go over unto the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us. Now listen to what he says here. For there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. There is no restraint. There is no restriction on our God, folks. Listen. You know, it is nothing for God to intervene in our, in our, in our behalf. You think of that dog sitting below the master's table waiting for just a few crumbs. And all it takes is the master just to, to do this. And that dog has his fill. He has all that he needs. Listen, it takes absolutely nothing. Our problem may be great. Our need may be great. But it's not greater than our God. Amen. And it's nothing for him to step down and to do something mighty in our midst. Right. May we seek it as this woman sought it. And may God see fit. To, uh, to grant us those crumbs 
uh, from the master's table. Amen. So we see here she had a great problem. Notice number two, that she had a great passion. We talked about that already. You look back to uh, Matthew chapter number 15 and verse number 22. And it says, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, that son of David, my daughter, is grievously vexed with the devil. Notice here that this woman pleads passionately. She pleads with the Lord and she cries unto him and she says, Have mercy on me, O Lord. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now notice how passionate she is about seeking him and, and seeking that he would intervene and stick his hand down in and touch the situation she was battling with in her life. She realized that her situation was desperate and her need was dire and she desperately desired the merciful hand of the Savior to intervene and to touch this specific need and this specific request of her life. What about you, Christian? I want you to think about this tonight. Are you passionately seeking him that he might intervene? Well, you ought to be. Shame on you if you're not. Because I'll tell you what, we need him to intervene like we've never needed him to intervene ever before. Or are you still careless and unconcerned about this great problem that is on the horizon here if God doesn't act? Shame on you if that's the case. May the Holy Spirit smite your heart tonight and break you that you would see your need to repent and get right with God, get back Amen. to your first love and get to seeking him passionately once again that God might intervene on our behalf. Amen. May God help us. Oh, may God help us to passionately seek his face and his intervening hand and may he see fit to give us just that crumb from his table that we might see the mighty power of God at work in our midst. I'll tell you, we need it, folks. It's not a question of whether we need it or not. We do need it. <laughs> I think it's more a question of not or whether God's people want it enough or not. Because I think if God's people want it enough, God's going to grant it. So we see here that she had a great problem. We see here that she had a great passion. I notice also that uh, she had a great persistence. Look now at verse number 23. It says here in our text, and, But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. Just think for a moment how persistent she was about this, right? Verse 23, the disciples are saying, Lord, please just... Just send her away, Lord. I mean, she's just crying after us, Lord. This woman just, she won't leave us alone, Lord. Send her away. And you know what? The woman wouldn't take no for an answer, would she? <laughs> she pled. She, she pestered. She persisted. She persevered in crying out to God. She was like the widow with the unjust judge, was she not? She's like Jacob wrestling for her blessing. 
And she just refused to give up. And how easy we give up. How often we give right. up. Amen. But she refused to give Amen. up. And you know, you notice in the beginning of this verse, even the way the Lord responds to her. In verse 23, the beginning, it tells us, Jesus what? Answered her not a word. Right. Does anybody like it when you're trying to get God to answer your prayers and you don't hear anything back? You don't like it, do you? What do you like? We talked about this a little bit in Sunday school this morning, yeah. I believe. We like it when we get the yeah. snappy service, right? Okay, but I, uh, we get a crockpot God, right, Brother Darrell? Right. Isn't that what right. I heard this morning? Okay. Uh, so sometimes God wants us to just patiently, persistently pray and wait right. on Him. Amen. We don't always get it right away. In this text, she's crying out to God with all that she's got, passionately crying after him, persistently crying after him, and he answered her not a word. And yet even when it didn't seem as though she was going to get an answer, you know what? She refused to give up. Man. <laughs> because she realized her only hope was found in the Lord intervening in her situation. Amen. And so I think, so I consider this, I think had he not answered, you know what I think she would have done, Brother Darrell? <laughs> Just watching this woman in this, this few minutes in this text, I think she would have pestered the Lord until Amen. the day that she died. Right. Amen. Because he was her only hope. Think right. about it. Amen. And listen, folks, may we take example from this. Oh, may we cry out to God passionately and, and persistently and, and just never give up. Because our only hope of revival, our only hope of awakening, our only hope of restoration here in the country of America is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's not found in a politician. It's not found in Donald Trump or, 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 or Biden. Or some other politician out there. It's right. found in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Listen. It's found in Jesus Christ. May we persist and play on. And just, and just uh, pester the Lord until he grants us right. that request. Amen. You see, it's found in him. What we need, only he can supply. Only he can grant. Only he can give. And oh, may God see fit yeah. to grant us that crumb from this table that we desire. May we let that little puppy dog just sit there looking up at the master. Hey. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I know you've got something to sweep off there in just a minute. I'm waiting. Won't you just, master, won't you just let it come off? Yeah. Just a crumb. Just let the crumb fall off from the master's table. Amen. Just a little bit. I'm just looking for something tasty, something savory, amen. Something I can relish that came from the master's table, that came from the hand of the master, amen. amen. Oh, would to God that as we persist in our praying, seeking of God, that he would see fit to say, here you go, son. Hey. Here you go, my child. Yes, amen. Here's that crumb you're seeking. We see she had a great problem. She had a great passion she had a great persistence. I notice also here that she had a great petition. Look at verse 25 through 27. Then, she, uh, then came she and worshipped him, saying, 
Lord, help me. Now that sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. That's pretty harsh, isn't it? Amen. That might deter many of us. But listen to what she says. And she said, Truth, Lord. She knew what she was and she knew what he was. Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Yes, amen. And Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Notice her request. Lord, would you help me? Please, Lord, would you help me? Lord, Lord, just, Lord, I know I'm just a, a lowly dog. But Lord, listen, even a dog gets to eat the crumbs from the master's table. So, Lord, wouldn't you please be merciful and just give this lowly dog a crumb from your table? You know what? I think we can learn something about praying from this woman, couldn't we? Amen. Oh, how we come oftentimes in pride and what we think we deserve. And she knew she deserved nothing. Right. She deserved nothing but hell. She deserved nothing but judgment. Just a lowly dog. And yet she humbly comes before him seeking his mercy and his grace. Oh, may we present such an attitude as we come before the throne of grace. God, I don't deserve it, but Lord, I know how great you are. I know how good you are. I know how merciful and gracious you are, God. And Lord, although I'm just a lowly sinner, just a lowly dog saved by grace, praise the Lord, would you not just grant that I would get that crumb from the master's table? You see, truly, she realized that just the littlest bit that came from his hand. Think about that now. Just a littlest bit that would come from his hand would be more than enough to meet her every need. Hey. I think, I think you can be sure, friend, that the little crumb from his table would be enough to shape the country of America. Amen. It would be enough to send revival. It would be enough to send a great awakening and to restore and bless and revive like we've never seen before. And so may we also, like her, pray. Oh, help us, God. Be merciful to us, oh God. We don't deserve it, oh God. Just lowly dogs. But oh God, would, would to God that you would grant us just a crumb from your table. Oh, God, truly, it would be nothing for you to do that. You are so great. So please, God, have mercy and grant us this petition. Grant us this crumb that we desire. Oh, may God see fit to do it in our country. Yes, because we desperately need it. We are just a bunch of lowly dogs. We get the privilege to sit at the king's table just like Mephibosheth. Yes. He said, I'm yes, just amen. a dead dog. But he right. got to sit with the king and feast at the king's table. Amen. But as we come before his throne making our petitions before him, we're just a lowly dog looking for a crown. And oh, may he see fit to grant us our petition. We see she had a great problem. She had a great passion. 
She had a great persistence, did she not? She had a great petition. Just a crumb, O oh Lord. Won't you help me with just a crumb, God? I notice also she had a great personal faith. Look with me at verse number 28. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Now listen, Christian. The reason she persisted, the reason she wouldn't give up, was because of her faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. This was no coincidence. She knew who he was. She'd already expressed her faith in him when she called him, Thou Son of David, right? She was referring to him as the Savior, as the Messiah. And then referring to him as the Lord and the Master. And Jesus looks to her and he says... <laughs> Woman, great is your faith. Amen. You see, it was her personal faith in him that compelled her and constrained her to cry out to him and to seek his intervention in her life and to not let go until he gave the answer, to not let go until he gave that crumb from his table. What about you, Christian? I wonder tonight, is your faith great enough to keep you praying? Maybe it hasn't been. Maybe your faith has been so small that you very easily just give up praying. You know, when we are prayerless, it's because really because we're faithless. It's good. Oh, may God help us. This woman had great faith, and so she had great prayer. Great faith will not let go until the crumb is granted. Amen. And so Christians, might we exemplify great faith, amen, and persist in prayer and refuse to give up until the master gives that crumb from his table. Amen. amen. Oh, how we need revival. Oh, how we need an awakening. May we in faith persist until Almighty God reaches down from heaven and grants it like we've never seen before. You say, but I don't know that God could do it. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think he's going to. We live in the last days. It's lukewarm church. And certainly we can't see God do anything great anymore in this place. And I say unto you, Christian, oh, where is your faith? Right. Good. Where's the God of Elijah, my friend? Hey, listen, it's not the God of Elijah, your God. Right. It's not the God of this woman, your God. It's not the God that parted the Red Sea, your God. Amen. Hey, listen, it's not the God that brought down the walls of Jericho, your right. God and my God. Praise the Lord. He's still the same right. God. And if he did it before, he can do it again. Amen. Oh, would to God that we would see our great problem, that we would have a great passion and persistence in petitioning him because of our personal faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. And would to God that he would grant us that crumb from his table. Hey. I honestly believe if we persist, God will grant it. Right. Amen. I think it's just a matter of whether God's people will hold on or not. Amen. Or whether we're going to give up because we lack, because our faith is small.
Would to God that Jesus would look down at Victory Baptist Church and just as he looked at this woman, he would look at this church and he would say, Oh, great is thy faith. Be it unto you as thou wilt. Would that not be wonderful? Hey. Oh, may God do it. Amen. Amen. May God do it. I see here that she had a great problem. She had a great passion. She had a great persistence. She had a great petition and she had a great personal faith. And the last thing I see is that she had a great praise. Verse number 28. The Lord told her, he says, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. Well, I don't know about you, but I like that. I'm praying for revival. I'm praying for awakening. I'm praying for God to touch down in this place again. Yes, amen. amen. Would to God that he would do it. Would to God that he would say, great is your faith, Victory Baptist Church, and be unto you even as you will. Amen. Wow. A crumb from the master's table. And he said, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And the Bible says, and her daughter was made whole that very hour. Oh, do we not in this hour in America need America to be made whole this very hour? Amen. Oh, what a great blessing. What a great praise. Her impossible situation was turned around for the glory of God by the power of God because a lowly dog by faith persisted in begging for a crumb from the master's table. And he simply says, how simple this, this is. He says, be it unto thee. I can imagine it's like this. The master at his table, be it unto thee as thou wilt. And he brushes off those crumbs from his table. Would to God that he might say that to us also. That as we pray for revival, that as we pray for awakening, as we pray for God to work mightily in our country, in our churches, and amongst our Christians, may he look at us and may he see how passionately and, uh, we persist in petitioning him because of our personal faith. And may he so see that, that he can't help but say, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And he grants us that marvelous crumb from his table. Oh, Christians, may we pray for it like we never have before. Amen. If you've not been passionate in your prayer life, may you start being passionate in your prayer life this very evening. Because I'll tell you what, if you've not realized it, we're in a bad way right now. We really have a great problem. And there's nothing that can solve that great problem but a great God. Amen. And if that's going to happen, God's people are going to have to be great in petitioning their great God. May we do it. May we get passionate about prayer like we never have before. Just loving the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Seeking first the kingdom of, of God and, and his dear son with everything that you've got. And may he see fit to have mercy on us. And reward the faith of this bunch of lowly dogs with crumbs from the master's table. I'll tell you, I don't know about you, but that's something I think to shout about. Hey. Amen. Amen. We can look at this woman, we can see, you know what, she's just like me. 
I'm no better, I'm no worse, just a lowly dog. I have no reason for an almighty, holy, perfect God to grant me anything. But as I come before him in this manner like she did, expressing my personal faith, persistently, passionately, petitioning him, calling on his name, I can look to see that one day there's going to be a day where I can raise my hands to heaven and praise God because he says to me, even as thou wilt, be it so. Amen. Oh, may God grant it, Christian. As we stand to our feet now with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I wonder what about you, Christian? Are you passionate about prayer? Maybe I should ask you, could you be more passionate than you are? Because I don't know that any of us are what we ought to be when it comes to our prayer life. Let me tell you, folks, we need help from God. What about you? Oh, may God help us. We need to see God do something here like we've never seen before. As the pianist begins to play, if the Lord has spoken to your heart tonight, maybe you want to just come and pray for our country. I'll tell you what, and we need it. Maybe you want to pray for your family. Maybe you want to pray for your lost loved ones. Maybe you want to pray for those in our community that God would wake them up and open their blinded eyes. Would you do that tonight? Maybe you want to just even come here and rededicate. Maybe you've already started down that path and you've been passionate, especially of late in your prayer life, but you just want to come and say, God, I, will, I don't want this to stop. I want this good work that you've begun in me to continue until the day that I see Jesus face to face. Would to God that you would allow this to continue, that I would passionately be beseeching you and petitioning you that you would grant that crumb from your table. May God help us. We desperately need this. The Lord spoke into your heart. The altar's open. You come and pray.